Welcome to Eat This Scroll, a University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore. We get together about twice a week to chew on God's word and see what has been challenging each other, kind of stimulating our mind, encouraging our walk with Christ, and uh, share that with you, hopefully to encourage and edify you in your own walk, challenge you every once in a while. So this week, we've got Jamie Harms with us. Hello, Jamie. Hi, Chris. Welcome to my humble leafy abode. It's it's quite comfy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I strive for, for a certain level of hospitality yeah. in here. My, and I'm not even freezing today. You're, you're not. I had, <laughs> believe it or not, I had my fan on earlier because I was too hot. I felt like if I don't turn this off, Jamie may die during the, <laughs> the recording of this episode. <laughs> well, thank you for your consideration. <laughs> um, so what have you been chewing on? Yes, well, we started with all of the ladies last week, the book of Esther. Yeah. And so I've actually been chewing on Esther for quite some time over the summer, but I'm so I'm excited to get to kind of talk a little bit about it with you. But we had like 100 ladies show up last Whoa. week and jump into Esther for the first time. And a couple of them had never even read the story. So that's just fantastic. Yeah. It's so much fun to get to see people discover God's word for the very first time. Yeah. So Esther, it is, and That's it's super fun. Yeah, and it's a story that we're pretty familiar with, I think, mm-hmm. for the most part. In fact, can you give us the like two paragraph summary of the book of Esther? Yeah, the two paragraph summary. So Esther gets chosen to be the bride of King Xerxes, or what mm-hmm. is that? Okay, um, but the advisor to the king Mordecai, Mordecaiser, Morda, Mordecai works. Yeah, Mordecai. Yeah. Uh, not a big fan of Esther or the Jews. Haman. You're Haman. talking Haman. I'm talking about Haman, yes, sorry. Yes, yes. The uncle is Mordecai? The uncle is Mordecai. Okay, yeah. there we go. Veggie tales. <laughs> and, um, and so Haman is trying to foil everything and ends up taste of his own medicine at the end and mm-hmm. dies by the same gallows that he had built to kill all the Jews or just Esther Mordecai. and her, Mor- Mordecai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. And so we we are familiar with that aspect of the story where we know like, Esther and she's a Jew and she becomes queen and she saves her people. Um, And yet the whole point of Esther actually sets up in the last couple chapters, the feast of Purim. (gasps) We're back. We're back to feast. (laughs) (laughs) It was only a matter of time, everyone. You thought we were done. (laughs) Well, I didn't even pick it for that reason. But the more we read it, it was like, well, the whole point of this historical account and of this story sets up this feast of Purim. Mm -hmm. And when we look back at all of those feasts that we did last spring, those feasts, those seven feasts were given so that God's people would remember the things he had done for Mm -hmm. them and his character so that they could trust and obey him um, as they walked with him in a covenant relationship with him. And so Esther is hundreds of years after that, and they've been hopefully practicing these feasts, but not perfectly because Mm -hmm. we know that Esther is in exile. Right. And and so when we look at um, the context of these and in history, we see that it's almost like God's pointing back and saying, hey, mm-hmm. you know, you, I am still the same God. I, you're coming back from exile right now. And here's a feast where once again, I've delivered you. I've saved you. I've loved you. Yeah. And so we, we see once again, these aspects of feasts, even in Esther. Wow. Yeah. And it seemed like those were always God's getting attention mm-hmm. and reminding them who his character is. Yes. Um, and we 
you know, those habits, we talked about it because we've talked about feasts on multiple occasions. Yes. Just the importance and how forgetful we are as people. Yes. Very mm-hmm. interesting. And I think this is also significant. I mean, if we look at Esther in our Old Testament, it's kind of smack in the middle of the Old mm-hmm. Testament, but chronologically, it's actually at kind of the very end. Oh, okay. Um, because the prophets are all pre-exile for the most part, and they're saying, repent, 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 or you're going to be carried away. So Ezra, Nehemiah, and Esther are actually very end wow. um, of the exile. So we have these feasts that they're given in Exodus to remember who God is. And then essentially the last thing before Jesus comes, when they're coming back and he's reestablishing his people before that intertestamental period is this feast of Purim. Huh. And so it's, it's once again, remembering what God has done mm-hmm. and the fact that they disobeyed and were carried into exile and God went, went with them to exile. And now he's, continuing to remind them, I'm still here. I still love you. I'm still preserving your line. um, And a king is coming. Wow. I didn't realize there was so much depth to, you know, a a pretty typical, you know, if you grew up in the church, pretty typical Bible story Mm -hmm. you'd hear or Veggie Tales. We've got an episode on it. Exactly. Veggie Tales got a good one too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so many little girls grow up hearing that story and they just want to be like Esther. Yeah. And, And that is part of the historical account and why we end up celebrating this Feast of Purim. But, you know, if you're looking in the text itself, you don't hit a therefore in the book of Esther until like right before Purim. So they heard this whole historical account, therefore they're celebrating this Feast of Purim, done with the book. Wow. And so, you know, we we miss out on that, that piece, and I probably would have missed it too had I not spent so much time in Leviticus last spring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, cool, Purim, book's over. That was, mm-hmm. yeah, less significant detail concerning the mm-hmm. whole narrative. <laughs> well, and God continues. The interesting fact about Esther is that God is not mentioned hmm. in the book of Esther. So a lot of people are like, why is Esther even in the Bible? Um, but yet we know that God is completely active mm-hmm. throughout the book of Esther. And in fact, it's kind of like what we find ourselves in, um, in that we are living in a foreign land, so to mm-hmm. speak. Uh, we're waiting for our deliverer. Um, we don't have a prophet who or miracles, so to sp- say, like the Old Testament. We right. have um, Christ's testimony in his word, but he is a, quote, unseen God. Mm-hmm. Yet we can trust him. Right. And so we see as we read and reread Esther, all of the different ways that he does speak to his people through... Um, the, the different chronological events that mm-hmm. happen and who's in the right place at the right time and even things that tie into the feast. Um, for example, when Haman's edict came down mm-hmm. to the Jews, it was delivered on Passover. Ah. And so it's almost like God is saying, so, you know, you're going to need a rescuer, you're going to need a deliverer, but wait a second, do you remember what happened with Passover? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we see different elements even like that through the book of Esther that's like, oh, God is actually being very deliberate in yeah. how he is communicating to his people how much he loves them mm-hmm. and that he is trustworthy. That's amazing. I think one of the my favorite things that I've seen just as we've talked about feasts and mm-hmm. And with Esther now is how um, how cohesive and unified God's word is, mm-hmm. and His redemptive work that He's doing through all history, exactly from beginning to end. It's got a cohesiveness that we, you know, we've got books, we've got chapters, we've got verses, mm-hmm. we've got genres, we've got testaments, and it can 
enable us to kind of remove ourselves from remembering, oh, these are, this is all one big A author mm-hmm. who's writing to his people. And we need to consider that as we're reading them. How does this fit to the bigger picture? And these feasts seem to be kind of these key markers that remind us, hey, this is all one mm-hmm. big story. I think it was, it's kind of a very easy tactile way for God to continue to remind his people about those different elements of who he is, mm-hmm. like receiving that edict yeah. on Passover. You know, that having that timing wasn't just a coincidence. Right. And so, um, and there's even another feast in how it, it, the rest of the story plays out that God still speaks through feasts. And that's what his people had. They didn't have a physical Bible in their hand like we have. Right. Yet we have God's word and we can go back and see the story arc. And remember mm-hmm. who he is and what he has done and see that, oh, he is trustworthy. I can trust and obey him still, mm-hmm. just like the Israelites should have been doing. Too. <laughs> yeah, I know it is. Uh, I find it personally a little bit, um, a little alarming having God's c- complete revelation to his people because of how much I neglect it mm-hmm. and how prone we all are to neglect <laughs> Mm-hmm. The study of God's word. We take it for so, granted. Yeah. Um, when we actually stop and think about what we have in our hands, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of awe-inspiring. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And it sounds like that's kind of the effect this this take, not take like it's a, this is our take on Esther, but this study on Esther mm-hmm. is kind of having on people. Exactly. And I think one of the beautiful things about God's church and about women's Bible study, which I am biased, <laughs> is is that we do get to be in God's word together. Mm-hmm. And it's so different than even being in God's word by ourselves mm-hmm. because we get to learn and see things from others' perspectives and encourage one another with it. And it's a very unique gift that we have as a community of believers. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. And, and this week as the ladies have been diving into Esther on their own for the first time to see what they see as we continue on this journey yeah what do you think and you don't have to answer this if you don't <laughs> want to give any away spoilers what do you think you're most excited about about this bible study mm-hmm. well there is that element of i actually get to be in god's word with my sisters yeah. and that's it's such a, a gift and an encouragement to me i am looking forward to once again just the reminder of um the fact that we can see See our unseen God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and each week, what we're going to be doing through Esther is we're going to look at a different element of our unseen God. So, for example, this week, we're going to really look at God's sovereignty. Mm-hmm. We're going to look at his timing. We're going to look at his outcomes. We're going to look at his invitations, different elements of who he is and the fact that even though he is an unseen God, he is a trustworthy God. Yeah. And so it's a different take, I think, than um, maybe a focus from other things ways you could study Esther because you can learn the story and the history and yeah um, but this is it's just another way of looking at it interesting interesting (laughs) I like it yeah it feels a little bit more theological maybe less narrative Mm -hmm. you know you're reading like a story which is obviously a good practice to start Mm -hmm. as far as that goes but well, and the narrative tells us something about who God is. Right. And one of the things that we reiterate with the women a lot is that if you're only in the Bible for five to 10 minutes a day and you mm-hmm. don't know where to start, always ask yourself, what is this teaching me about who God is? And if I believe that, how is that going to change how I live today? Yeah. And so if that is the only thing that comes out of this, that will be fantastic. Yep. Um, but having some of that accountability and that opportunity to do this together, we get to dig, mm-hmm. which is fun. 
Yeah, and see God as the rescuer and the provider and protector and exactly. ever present, even the in where yeah, the pursuer. Yeah, <laughs> you know, everyone feels in some way, shape, or another um, a sense of desperation, a confusion, mm-hmm. the unknown, all these things, and uh, to look at Esther and how God provided and took care of her mm-hmm. in in just. Man, I can't imagine. Unideal circumstances. Yeah. That. Is it unideal or inideal? Unideal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might be underselling it a little bit. But yeah, it's. Um, I think there's something there that will definitely encourage people as you mm, I hope navigate so. that. Yeah. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for sharing about this. My I'm pleasure. really excited to hear this. I know I get the the benefit twofold. One is my wife's a part of Women's Bible Study. Uh-huh. So she gets to be able to sit and, and study with you guys and learn and um, but then I also get these podcasts and so mm-hmm. I, I get to, you know, I don't make, um, other women uncomfortable by sitting in <laughs> women's Bible study. Yeah. I get the benefit of, you know, getting a, a special class here in the podcast. So, <laughs> Well, good. And, and once again, you can't quite escape feasts yet. Yes. So I'm sure yeah, well, we'll come back up in the next someday. few weeks as well. <laughs> no, they're great reminders. All right. Well, listener, hopefully you're encouraged, uh, women, if you are, Uh, not plugged into Bible study, we highly encourage you to do that. You're going to get community. You're going to get God's truth and um, uh, a hope for a life that could be on any end of the spectrum of of struggles or challenges you're facing. So don't do this alone. Join Bible study. It's going for how many more weeks? Going for seven more weeks. It's Mm -hmm. Thursdays. uh, There's a morning session at 9.30 a.m. and an evening session at 6.30 p.m. Can't be easier. We do have childcare at the 9.30 a.m. session. Yeah. Come on out and join us. There you go. We'd love to have you. Thank you guys for listening. We will catch you on the next one. (laughs) Thanks. Bye. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.